Welcome to episode 50 of Echo Screen, the number one podcast on the internet for video games exactly. and pop culture. Except no one's ever heard of us. My name is Blaze, with me this week is Aaron. That's me. And Robert. So the concept is uh, 90s kind of grim uh, dark superhero, but his powers relate to candy. Like he can summon like candy blades and his name is Jawbreaker. That's not that bad. I thought you were going to say the candy man. That no, also that, works. That's his enemy. That's like his arch nemesis, the candy man. The candy man from the movie? The candy man? No, it's a different candy man. You see, okay, you know what? I think we need to change it around. His name is Can. He's the candy man, Can. Can space D period space man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone can hear the um, lawnmower going off in the background. So uh, if hopefully in post production, it I can edit it out. But right now it's just going. Anyway, uh, we're uh, recording a little differently this week. Just uh, some other factors made us record early. But it is our fiftieth official episode, even though it's totally mm-hmm. actually not. But you know, well, well, we're is celebrating. It, is it fifty with? Uh... Without counting the other episodes, like the echoes, uh, yeah. extra echoes. Yeah, if we don't count those, then it's uh, fifty. But if we do count those, it's like fifty-six or something. So it's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, maybe. Still? Yeah, I don't know. I did not uh, imagine to be doing this for over a year, but now that I do this, I don't imagine like not doing it. If that makes any sense. So. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. It's how we uh, are staying sane a little bit, kind of. The continuing uh, pandemic that lasts. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but doing the show makes me crazier. Listen, we we really need to talk to you about the the face paint and all that and just... Nah, man. Listen. I'm a juggalo. What do you want? (laughs) That's not the problem. The problem is all the crimes you're committing. Nah, man. You're setting, you're uh, helping uh, free the downtrodden. You're, tra- you are, the comedian. Okay, uh, we're gonna talk about Riot Games <laughs> in the news this week, um, with a huge story about how they're gonna record your voice tr- uh, communications with each other. Actually, uh. That's not really the full hmm. story, but that's what the headlines are. Uh, basically, you know how you can report people for offensive behavior and whatever in games or offensive mm-hmm. or disruptive behavior. They're going to now take snippets of the uh, the what it's called relevant audio data, and they're they're it's going to be stored in uh, the accounts. Uh, it says the relevant. Audio data will be stored in your account's registered region and evaluated to see if your if our behavior agreement was violated. That's directly from uh, Riot. Uh, I feel like Sony was doing something similar to this recently that we talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Riot al- already has a like kernel level anti cheat, so it's not like a huge like outrageous thing if like a real human is going in here and stopping people from being like horrible to each other and uh Mm. like actively like disgusting 
that's good but uh if it's like an ai algorithm then it's like flawed inherently and then there's also the just like the concept of big brother being there is always like it always sucks hey man just scare your players into submission yeah yeah i don't yeah i really don't like the concept of like big brother's watching you so you better play nice it's like the whole santa claus thing it's just like i think you feel i mean why don't you just be good for goodness sake haha thank you christmas they the only reason this is really a problem is because of the fact that they haven't like dealt with it as seriously in the past and like kind of let this community among valorant players and by extension league because a lot of them came in from that um they haven't like done anything about it before in the past so now it's gotten way too much for them to handle so they're just like all right let's go way too far with it because they can so you know that's what happens when you foster a community of uh shit (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're past five minutes you can say it um yeah that's yeah uh i'm not a huge fan of fps games especially like competitive fps games um I don't think it's a problem with FPS games. It's a problem with this game. I guess so. I mean, well, what was, I've what seen a lot of communities like in this competitive esports-ish space that just become completely toxic overnight or are like mm. like they announce oh, yeah. this game, like any game that they announce with like an esports expectation, it's immediately like, man, that's going to be toxic as heck uh, like in the future and it's just that's what's associated with it which is it sucks because i have that thought in my brain even if i'm like excited about it i'm always like man i don't want to experience those players when i go to do that thing if i wanted to jump in casually um i remember trying to play titanfall 2 like relatively Mm. recently within the past few months i talked about it uh here on the podcast but it was just like it's been around for so long that the communities are just all these people who have just been playing forever and if you are new it's very unwelcoming and people are just immediately toxic to you uh, like because you're just a beginner yeah i mean that's like there are a lot of factors that go into that situation mainly because uh was it ea like hasn't supported that game in a big way since it's like released so like you said the people who have played it are only the people who have been playing it since like it came out Mm -hmm. but also that's like not their fault that no new people are coming in so at the end of the day like people tend to just only play with each other and then when they do get that new person they get upset because it's like all right well now we're losing (laughs) because this game doesn't have like a good outreach program yeah there's a lot of factors that go into it uh especially you know within the scene of competitive video games and when it's done poorly at a minor level, it can quickly snowball into something that's very bad, as we have seen in a lot of games, yeah. including Valorant. I feel that. Yeah, any thoughts on this, Rob? Nothing. I, I just think it's... Uh, I think we need to get... Uh, what was it? Uh, Do you guys hear about the story with T-Pain this week? No. Uh, like, he was... Hit streamer T-Pain. Yeah, yeah, he was streaming, like, Call of Duty, and, like, people were saying, like, horrendous shit to him. And so, like, he responded by, like, like being the last member of his team and going into, like, 
uh, Ultra Instinct mode and destroying the entire team. And, like, they've captured the footage of him just being like, I want blood! I want all their blood! Like, wow. like going and, like, yeah. destroying their team. And, like, you see the other players, like, running from him and all that. So, I, I think we need to get him on this. Like, we need to get him to, like, uh, to fight these guys. Wow. We'll uh, hire, uh, like, mods for video games. Uh, like you have for Twitch chat, but it's for competitive multiplayer games. You just have mods. You have, uh, what are they? Um... They would just be like uh, dungeon masters and like WoW who would walk around game masters. Yeah, GMs. Yeah, just have those guys in these these games who just like spawn and they're a boss character. That'd be <laughs> strange, very strange. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Big Brother stepping in on your voice commands, Sony is integrating Discord. On the PlayStation. So, we talked a oh, yeah. while back about... It's not that a while. We talked a few weeks ago, I feel like, about Microsoft in talks to acquire Discord. Like, outright buy it. But no. Sony has, like, has thrown money, let's say, at at Discord. And they're going to be putting it on their platform um, in, mm. by, like, 2022, I think. Which is, like, next year. Um, sometimes it's, like... It just feels weird to say that it that 2022 is next year because I still feel like I'm at the beginning of 2021, uh, 2020 proper, but mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, it feels like it's just been an extended year. Yeah, just we were just in March and now we're still in March, but it's actually May now. Haha. Anyway, oh boy. Uh, what was I saying? It's April. Hey, uh oh. It's, uh, it's May. Here comes the depression again. Oh yeah. boy. Oh, it is May. Yeah. <laughs> we're a couple, we're a few days into May, actually. Uh, yeah, so Sony is uh, paid, I think, ten billion dollars to uh, like they threw ten billion at at Discord to to like you know get them get them on uh, on board. And the reason mm-hmm. that let's let's say Discord went with Sony instead of being purchased by Microsoft is because Discord wanted to stay independent somewhat. So yeah. even if Sony Interactive has um, taken like a stake in Discord, they haven't. They don't have any like full-on control. I think they still have a minority uh, stake. So yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, they specifically said in their tweet, uh, "We've invested in Discord." Yeah, so it's like people, people like. I don't know. Like, I feel like Sony's getting a lot of bad press recently um, in regards to, like, their studios and their games that they have for their PlayStation 5, which has been getting, like, more negative, like, uh, like a news feedback loop. Like, people just talking smack about it for some reason. And oh. I hear almost nothing about the Series X. Like, it's not, it's neither positive or negative. But, uh. like, Microsoft goes around here and, like, like, uh, acquires all these developers and they also acquire like beyond that just microsoft is a huge company acquires all this like technology and other software and either they like effectively kill it like like mixer or uh skype or they um Mm -hmm. just like put it into the background 
and we haven't we haven't seen like any real first party games from them in such a long time they've just been cooking like waiting for this generation so yeah i don't know i'm not saying that like good job sony but i'm also like i'm still hesitant because people expect like uh sega or um there are even talks about square enix which is huge a huge company um being acquired by like microsoft or or sony and it's just like it's kind of ridiculous to think about like how pe like how the, that conversation is not a huge deal to people what i don't know it could be okay like i like discord but i also don't like to use any playstation's party chat or whatever like i would still <laughs> prefer to like voice chat over discord than i like on a phone or on my pc than i would to have it on like a playstation use a party chat system there but maybe that's just me so well i'm i'm not gonna like pretend that i'm like the a sony expert here that knows everything about it but like as far as like kind of their like disparate studios like a lot of people say um what is it uh sony animation is like like they're like hitting balls out of the parks thanks the thanks to sony but like with that like they have a much more lenient like kind of relationship there like they don't really say a lot so i'm guessing a lot of freedom was given with movies like into the spider-verse and a movie i'm guessing we'll be talking about later on uh, which i believe yeah which i believe was that was Sony Animation Studios, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines is uh, yeah. what Rob's referring to. Sony yes. Animation. And it has like, vague qualities. Like They're using similar technology in the animation that they use for Spider-Verse, and it looks incredible. Yeah. And um, so like they're, they're able to do a lot there, but I, I don't want to pretend that, like, oh, so that means they have leniency with all their divisions. But uh, I don't know. I, I kind of I feel a little optimistic uh but then again like sony's made bad choices in the past uh so uh who knows it's i understand all the concern uh but investing in is a lot better than acquiring in my opinion especially especially because like straight up we talked about last week how they're they decided to not shut down the ps3 and ps vita stores yeah it's like Mm -hmm. um what happens when they don't want to support Discord anymore because they neutered it by yeah. like acquiring it and then like taking away the freedom that Discord had? And like, they cut. start their own uh, Sony chat system. Yeah, and it's just like whatever. We'll be on Discord two or whatever the sequel, like the new program is. Like Aaron and I and uh, Chad were talking about it vaguely the other day. Um, I mean, I don't think they'll ever make a Discord two. <laughs> Right, like that's just too much information out the window for them to, uh, unless like everything gets ported over. But then at the same time, it's kind of like, why not just update? Oh, the I'm current m- I more software? meant like a, the sequel to oh, you to like the spiritual the, yeah. successor instead of okay. the sequel. Yeah, yeah, I understand. That. But yeah, I don't know. This has happened like so many times before that at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Discord like just hits the water at some point. Uh, I mean, obviously not now, but you know, we'll see. Yeah time flows on 
Mm-hmm. Well, that potentially could be exciting or terrifying. But what is very, uh, very nice is that Marvel and Disney, I guess, Marvel had this uh, this video that used a Stan Lee like voice clip uh, yeah. to celebrate the movies to get everyone psyched to go back to the movies. Yeah, and they showed clips from uh, their like past like big blockbusters and some stuff from their the ones they have coming in the future, yeah. as well as announcing titles and tentative release dates for. Um, for for like their new movies that have like that we didn't previously have so if you haven't checked it out you should definitely uh take a look it's it's very yeah. uh it's really good they did a really good job with this video and yeah. uh the the thing i and i told this to blaze earlier it was like yeah it, it made me really excited and hopeful to go back to the movies but then i was like Oh, we're not going back to the movies anytime soon. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, as far as everything that they showed off, I think uh, it is very cool to see that like they are moving ahead with these projects. I'm the titles are there. They aren't what I imagined they'd be, but uh, I wanted to ask you guys. What do you think of the title for Captain Marvel 2? Yeah, that one weirded me out. Okay, so, yeah. well, actually, let's go down the list, and then we'll go yeah. we'll get the new stuff. Okay, so Black Widow, we know, it's coming July 9th as of right now, but, I mean, it's been mm-hmm. delayed so many yeah. times that I kind of don't feel like that's the case. Shang-Chi yeah. and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September 3rd. Eternals, yeah. November 5th, which they showed off, finally, some footage of that which yeah. we previously haven't had anything and it looks okay but like mm-hmm. me I'm a comics person but I'm not a diehard comics person I don't know yeah. about this like significant legacy the Eternals I'm pretty sure they're doing their own thing with them but I'm also like they're pretty out there like I know yeah. that much and for us to care at all they're gonna really need to tap into the how they got the Guardians of the Galaxy energy like yeah. 2014 guardians they need to uh, or was it 2013 whatever uh, they have 14. to tap in, they have to tap into t- that energy in order to, i think to get I, I think uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry no you're good i uh, i was just gonna say I, i'm kind of i'm very optimistic and very curious about that one because apparently kevin feige said that uh chloe's uh, Zhao's pitch for the Eternals was the best pitch he ever heard for a cool. project, and wow. and he there hasn't been a released like plot for it yet. But I'm very excited to see what that could have been because it, right now my biggest fear with it is it looks very much, at least costume wise, like the Inhuman show. They I did. did. I did see someone uh, making fun of that. Uh, making like they literally were like, "Can't wait for the Eternals," and then it was a gif of the uh, the Inhuman. Inhumans TV show with like the cast lineup, and I was like, "That does not sound great." And I was like, Which... "Did they release footage?" And then I saw the footage myself. And I was like, 
This doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look like anything. Like, it looks yeah. fine, but I'm just like, here are a bunch of known actors. Yeah, they. we mostly see them standing around. Uh, Selma Hayek's on a horse, and Angelina Jolie summons a, uh, like, light blade. Yeah, the cool sword uh, and the speed powers are really yeah, the we only see thing that the, we see at all. That is at, superhero-esque. Yeah. So I, I'm... But, Please show me more. I would like to know more. Um, whatever. Yeah. Spider-Man No and, Way Home. We didn't get anything new yeah. from that, I don't think. Yeah, apparently June 1st, they're going to show us a trailer. They're actually going to show us a trailer for Eternals on June 1st? Uh, no, uh, Spider-Man. For Spider-Man? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I don't really... Like, with, with the Eternals, I need to know a lot of information. With Spider-Man, I don't hmm. need to know anything. Because... That's yeah. no quantity. I know it will be. I will go see that and be happy. Eternals. I don't know. I'm very like tentative, but I'm also very curious about it. So, yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We just got new release date, which is March 25th, um, 2022. Thor: yeah. Love and Thunder coming May 6th, which is about a year from now. A uh, couple days yeah. from now, it'll be a year. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther with the subtitle Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Which will be in July yeah. uh, of next year. Which I'm so... Uh, it's like, it's a strange sequel in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. We really um, don't know what they're going to do with that one. Yeah. Which is... And it's like, feels like it's happened. It's just like that thing just happened and like it's very yeah. sad and i'm like how are you going to do this for one like whatever their original plan like what could this yeah. movie be so i'm uh tentatively tentatively uh hopeful for that yeah Mar- I mean, uh, captain marvel 2 the marvels november yeah. 11th what <laughs> what like is it marvel or, I think well is it photon? Uh, no, apparently uh Miss Marvel, Photon, and Captain Marvel are gonna be part of it. Um, oh, I guess the, the Disney Plus show will yeah. have that's strange though, you know? Yeah. Cause like, cause like we're gonna have this like Mar- the Marvels movie, but also it's like hey, you remember remember Shazam? <laughs> like we're gonna have the Shazam. We're gonna have Shazam two before that, I feel like and or around that same time yeah so it's like but we already have the like the captain marvel family already we literally have already seen that on screen but obviously it's dc so but i guess that's maybe too too much for normies but like you get it yeah the the big thing i'm very interested in is they've been setting up kind of the uh young avengers oh yeah through everything and marvell's child is hulkling Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering like my pitch for a sequel would be like they find out there's a half scroll half uh kree child out there and it could be the key to solving the war problem is each side wants to tear this kid apart so I don't know. I could see that being a major factor of that. Hopefully uh, the movie makes Carol more of a team player because yeah. she has not been at all. I, 
I think, yeah, the problem is she's kind of, in one, she comes off kind of very, uh, very distant. And then, like, in Captain Marvel, they, I say they do a pretty decent job of building her up. And, uh, yeah, I just hope that they keep doing good work with her. Um, I remember Anthony really wanted to change their haircut, uh, but I, I don't, I don't understand what that means, but okay. Um, he, he did, he didn't like the short hair. I kind of dig it. But, oh, you know. her comic like hair. Yeah. Her comic. Hair comic. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't care. I, I mean like, yeah, they gave her the short haircut and the, the time skip or whatever, but that's just a narrative yeah. device. Like it's whatever. Yeah. Um, mm. it, I didn't mind it at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I will talk about how I feel about the, uh, the TV shows because I have changed my tune, uh, since last week when we talked about the cat, like, uh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier ending and whatever. Um, next is Ant Man uh, and the Wasp, yeah, uh, Quantum Mania, which is February of 2023. Jeez, mm. 2023 already. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Uh, so that's two years from basically right now. Uh, Guardians 3, which got pushed back obviously because. Disney fired James Gunn, and then they rehired him after he yeah. got a bunch of work from DC. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then Fantastic Four, they showed a logo, and then no release date. So I guess they jammed Fantastic Four into the end of Phase Four. But yeah, somehow. Yeah, I mean it, it makes sense. Might as well put in Phase Four, Fantastic Four. Yeah, I Ho- get it. Hopefully, they get something good done i mean i mean i get it there's just so much that they have to do yeah and like that being the tail end but the fantastic four is kind of like all right well i assume a lot of stuff is going to happen in phase five then whenever that is well yeah they're basically setting up um during phase four i can i can already see it now they're setting up the x-men to come in and if they're ending yeah the, the phase with fantastic four then like the fantastic four will be a superhero team that faces a, a big bad and that will be like big enough to close and start a new phase yeah so mm-hmm. i mean it'd be interesting if uh there was like the huge cosmic event that they had called annihilation where they basically made a nihilus a huge threat which is basically yeah i'd be very interested if they tried to do that but at the same time you don't want to get too busy in the introduction of the fantastic four too so uh yeah yeah hopefully they do something pretty cool i i don't mind if they uh take a take a phase to just kind of go a little lighter (laughs) yeah so uh yeah, so they're they're going to be integrating this uh, these TV shows into their um, into like the MCU proper, and I mean mm-hmm. obviously we 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 knew that, but like that's what their pitch was. But that's what the pitch was for the for Agents of Shield. That's what the pitch was for the, the Netflix shows. 
and now it's like oh they're disney plus proper and they're getting the actual actors and blah 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 and they're gonna really do it um i don't know the quality of the story like overall story and like an effectiveness of the story in these movies is mostly like good and standalone like if you go see captain america 3 i feel like you'll be more confused if you don't see the first two but Mm. i don't think that the shows effectively like work as as effectively as a big blockbuster movie like you could go see doctor strange and not have a problem like you do not need the rest of the mcu to go see that um and the shows while they are expanding out and giving us more time to develop these characters they don't like i'm more confused about like sam i think like they told us the story of what how he like accepts the shield but he starts he ends like his if that the start of that the falcon and the winter soldier is he gets the shield from captain america because he wants it because cap uh wants him to be captain the new captain america and the show ends where he is captain america like if you don't see the show that is fine because now you can just go see cap four and sam's captain america like you'll get more but it doesn't necessarily do anything you know yeah i mean i think it's a very i think you do need that journey though i think you do need like even if it's like you can go into it and just be like okay so eventually he put on the the suit eventually he took up the shield but i think just kind of having that story of like what it means to be captain america nowadays oh i don't i don't disagree at all like i I think it would be good if they did it well which i don't think they did it well you don't think they did it well at all i think that the story that they were trying to tell was not developed properly i think that i understand what they're trying to do but i don't think they um got it over the finish line i think Mm -hmm. they left the audience to just be like okay i accept this instead of they proved it to me that they like to that they did everything possible the speech at the end while i think it's like mostly good it more comes off based on the context of the show that sam is telling people that hey you're if you don't watch out like these terrorists will uh like will come get you like that it has like that connotation of like you should keep these people happy so they don't become terrorists and attack you which i don't think is very good of a message at all personally that's an interesting read on it i i kind of saw it as like you're going to have more people like kind of become more disjointed as if we do not like try to work together now oh i completely agree like i i read it that way too but it's it's still like uh it's so like a very complicated issue that they it is they and especially with like the flag smashers which went from like i can understand where they're coming from too i literally cannot empathize with these characters whatsoever and it wasn't a mm. gradual way it was just a i'm like i am now evil i'm now a super villain who will just kill whoever and that 
I didn't like that, basically. Yeah. It was like, if I saw Carly's character more um, organically, like, be pushed to that edge instead of just, we are now making her. Yeah, she um, never had a Joker moment, dude. Yeah, that, maybe I need that. Maybe I, that uh, give me one more episode of that, and I would have been satisfied. Yeah. They just but weren't I, able to develop their their plots and subplots yeah. within the given six episodes. And yeah, I know it's easy to say this with it, but like apparently there was like a whole other like uh, what is it, uh, Danya Madani. Uh, mm-hmm. The mother character. That really um, known actress who got zero speaking lines. She's just dead. Yeah, apparently that was part of the whole COVID change up to the thing. So I'm guessing there was going to be a lot more to her and her relationship with her. And that was going to help build it out. But yeah, but, they, but the even if shook. yeah, but what they presented did not was not as satisfying as it could have been. And then there was like, mm. why did like bucky need to be there at all at the end of the day he was just like must like he was just extra muscle at the, at that point for real i mean i think he has his own journey of trying to like be something different from what he's been and the fact is he needs to work inward on himself and the person that really kind of could help him is sam being able to actually tell it to him straight and be like the person that actually knows him and he sees steve's reasonings of why he needed to be captain america throughout that and i think that kind of works in it there i understand i uh i understand kind of like i guess he doesn't work as like superhero like him being like the main star but i think this whole season's been about sam at the end of the day yeah which this it's it's more of like i probably would have preferred if like there was a whole subplot that was getting like bucky ready to go to sam but instead of that it's episode one where our two heroes are apart and then episode two that they just are together like just immediately they are together now which we didn't have and then we had like that whole dramatic thing with the therapist but they never they never did anything with that they had this like whole thing like after this we're done and i thought at the beginning of like episode five that they were they were gonna fulfill that promise but they just like angrily separate like part ways and then at the like end of the episode bucky just shows up and he's just like happy to see sam there's no bad blood at all they're just like Hey pal, let's wait, fix a boat for wait. You think they? Minutes. You thought they separated angrily at the end of five? Bucky literally like is just angry, glares at Sam, and walks out silently. No, and wait. That, he they like have that whole talk when they're like, just to be clear, we're we're just more like coworkers. Yeah, yeah, we're just yeah. When did that 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 no 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 I'm talking about at, right yeah. at the beginning of the episode after they fight uh, um, U.S. agent U.S. agent yeah oh. remember, remember when he came Falcon gives the wings to that guy who was in episode one and Bucky is just like there he was like on his way to go to see Zemo but like yeah they and don't then he talk. Ca- 
Yeah, but then he goes to the Dora Milaje and he says, like, oh, I need one more favor from you. And he realizes is Sam's going to get killed if he doesn't have, like, better equipment to work with the shield. So I understand. He, he I brings get that. that I, and then I he's get like, all of oh. that. I don't think that they gave us in the show that connecting device. I think that was an assumption that the audience will accept this, even if it wasn't shown to us. So you that, don't think there's enough connective tissue? Correct. There. That's my feelings on it. I like okay. from a structural thing. Like I'm saying that the show, like it, it makes the audience just accept that things are going to happen and that things happen behind the scenes to get here, but they do not effectively get us to those points. And in the movies, I think that they do a much better job with that with way less time. So. Like we, I thought personally that it would just be like, they have more time, they're going to give us more stuff. And then this, they're like, we have a lot of plot and so much time to go through it, but we never get to the point. Like, it's like they always run out of time or something. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I was like, I will give Loki a, its best shot. I, but I'm like curbing my expectations, uh, I think, I think that I could do. I could um, be happier with less from the MCU. If that makes any sense. Like, I I don't maybe I don't think that I want these TV series the way that I originally did when they pitched them, based on these like two outings. I think they're cool, but I don't think they uh, like execute on the uh, the trailers that they promise us. If the trailers are promised and the show is what they uh what they have for me then i don't so far i haven't been uh satisfied like i like it but i don't love it so that's where i'm coming from anyway okay loki's apparently six episodes comes out in june so whatever that Mm. ends up being like and i think loki is very disconnected at this point from everything else so that also is a feather in its cap but who knows who knows anyway yeah that's about that uh we watched a really good film an incredible film one of the best films ever made in uh like humanity i guess terminator 2 and Mm -hmm. you know everyone's like wow you really need to see t2 it's like like you just i didn't really get it after seeing t1 especially i was just like you know this is like a good movie but it's like fine like there's nothing there's like like maybe at the time when i like in the uh, 80s if i had seen it i would be like this is something special but like the whole time t2 is just like special in every way Mm -hmm. and it's very narratively effective the subtext is all there it's just like cool but it also makes sense at the same time we have a child protagonist Mm. that doesn't like make me enraged yeah they did a great job arnold is so cool in this film Um, yeah what do you guys got I, I will say the only biggest like the biggest letdown I think of that film is that while the concept of uh okay spoilers for uh, Terminator two 
I guess that really that movie that came out in the nineties. That thirty year old movie. Um, the villain is uh, while the T one thousand is very like scary as a concept. I was not scared of the actor who was playing the T one thousand at all. I mean, I think he just doesn't have the same presence as. I think he's supposed to be creepy in the fact that like he's the most unassuming person to be a killer. All right. I mean, I do understand like not being afraid of him. I think that's why towards the ending they just put him in more gear to like make him look a little bit more inhuman. Like by the end of it, he's wearing that helmet and goggles thing. There's also another thing that I have a problem with. In the first movie, they explain in this line that the reason I could come back and the reason I came back naked was that, uh, like, you can only send, like, organic material through. And then they could send the T-100 back uh, because it was coded in, like, living human flesh. And, uh... The, that's not the, really the case, is it, with the T-1000? I guess you kind of have to, like, put together a few, uh, like, mental hurdles there uh, in the way that maybe the flesh is, like, reanimated on. But I guess that makes no sense because... Yeah, it's just, it's like, all... it's just a metal, uh, like, uh, liquid metal. Yeah. That's it. It could just appear to be... I guess like they... living tissue, but it whenever he gets shot, it's just it just deforms. It doesn't. I mean, I don't know if they really went with that again, but also it could just be like, all right, they made a new thing and they could send him back. It's AI technology. Yeah, they I guess so. Out. I I mean, that's very nitpicky. I was just like, that's a thing that I noticed, and I'm sure after like everyone and also the Terminator series has like retcon that or done whatever but just seeing them one to like one to one like back to back without any like other stuff i would just like yeah but this plot doesn't make any sense because it's just i'm metal robot man even if he's liquid metal anyway that movie is uh, a spectacle to behold for sure uh what do you guys think yeah it's okay <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, love I don't it. know. Yeah, I love that movie a lot. I've seen it before, so a bunch of times. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. I, uh, I really, I don't know. I, I think it might be like one of the best sequels in like film history. I, I'm trying oh, to. Th- yeah, without a doubt, it's way better than the first movie yeah it's like way better than the first movie but it builds on the first movie like you cannot just skip that first movie and get the same satisfaction out of the second yeah and it's good that like because i was sitting there through the whole time like i was like could we have just skipped to that and then you just said that i was like okay good (laughs) because no i i don't think i would have enjoyed um uh t2 at all um in the same way that i mean i would have enjoyed it just as a as it like a spectacle but i wouldn't have been as invested if i didn't get the first one you like that seeing the development of sarah connor as a character and like seeing john connor as like a kid like that is just wonderful especially after the first one and then Hmm. having what was already like she's already a strong 
like uh protagonist seeing how like she's like the world's taken her down and like how she's had to adapt to that between the films and who she is now in the second one like incredible stuff so it's just good writing you know yeah i what happened I... james cameron <laughs> what do you I mean? mean he made avatar Oh yeah, you the, mean Pocahontas, but with the uh, aliens. Okay. Hey, listen, we make fun of them, but it's now back to being like the top earning movie in theaters. So. Yeah, yeah it's because okay. they keep re-releasing it in they theaters. Keep re-releasing All right, talk to me it. when Avatar Five comes out. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's in the plan. They said it's in the plan. So probably right after we die in twenty years after that. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be up to what four? I just want Avatar two. I mean, like I could, yeah, for sure. I genuinely want <laughs> Avatar two to be awesome. Like, I hope it is the same cultural touchstone apparently that the first one is. But I'm like more than not betting that that thing's gonna flop hard for just for some reason. It just I feel. What are you talking that. about? They filmed underwater. We all know <laughs> they that showed the filming underwater. underwater. Kate, uh, what is it? Kate Winslet has uh, beaten Tom Cruise's uh, underwater record now, so uh, it's got to be good. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, so uh, things that are underwater. I uh, things are not. I, I not want. Underwater. I really want to hear the segue. Okay, so things that are not underwater but are also uh, lost voyages. Uh, <laughs> I started reading the lost world the sequel to jurassic park okay and uh i'm i'm just really at the beginning of it but i think that um it's good but it's also like not as good as the first one it's like more of jurassic park but it's also immediately more cynical that makes any sense yeah i i've heard it's kind of well, I don't want to spoil the ending for you. Yeah, no, but, I'm I'm good on that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it it kind of has a weird, not kind of like cynical attitude towards the movie, but it like also has like kind of basically, I think Steven Spielberg went to Michael Crichton because the whole reason the movie happened was because they were friends uh and the lost world movie or the jurassic park movie jurassic park the first one uh he they had lunch one day and they were like oh yeah i'm working on this movie uh how about you and he was like oh i'm working on this book it's about like dinosaurs and like uh it's like a theme park in the future and he was like oh that sounds like the greatest idea in the world he was like you gotta give me the movie rights to it and he's like oh, okay um and it's actually very interesting there because i won't go too long with this but uh originally uh he wanted it to be a kind of like more family friendly book with like a little bit of horror in it but then this his publisher said uh we need blood in this. We need this to be a horror story. And that's how it's going to sell. That's how you're going to grip people. And he was like, okay, fine. And then you read the book and it's like horrifying and gross. The first book's but, awesome. Yeah. It's like wonderful. Oh it's yeah. Great. I love it. It's but great. it's like, but it opens with like 
tiny dinosaurs eating a baby. That's so it's fine. <laughs> so so it's like it's like well, what? That's what dinosaurs would do. What do you think? Yeah, it would. That, but like it's like it's like you could tell he's like, yeah, I'll give you the most horrifying thing you'll ever fucking read. And I mean, maybe maybe I'm desensitized <laughs> by 2021, but. That's not that big of a deal. Like, I've seen worse things in media. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's other stuff in it too. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you get described like Nedry like holding his own intestines when he gets again. Not that big yeah. of a deal. Mm. <laughs> Are you guys hungry right now? Anyway, the point is, um, uh, but yeah, I find it interesting that he was friends with uh, Steven Spielberg, and the movie kind of goes. The direct medium of like what Crichton originally wanted and uh, kind of what the book was, and but anyway, I, I appreciate both of them for their differences. Like I still think that Jurassic Park as a book is better than the movie, but I also think that the movie is an incredible film. Also, yeah. we've talked about Jurassic Park two weeks in a row, and I did not <laughs> inadvertently plan like I did not plan that ahead. Uh, like I did not consciously make the decision to to start this book based on last week. I just I guess it it uh, subconsciously was like Jurassic Park in my brain, and then uh, I was like, oh, the Lost World. I wonder if that's a like a good book, and so I am reading it. But yeah, I guess that just crossed my mind now. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to uh, yeah. to hearing more about it because uh, I just noticed immediately it was like the cynical aftermath of a thing like this and like the lengths that companies will go to to keep it quiet or whatever yeah so i haven't seen um the lost world movie nor have i seen uh jurassic world 2 whatever that is i i might be like the odd man out of this group but i think the lost world is a it gets a lot of bad credit. It has one terrible scene in it, but I think it's pretty good for the most part. I think they do some interesting stuff with it. I don't know if you'd agree or disagree, Aaron. Do you, but... do you know what um the name of the second Jurassic World movie is? Jurassic World, The Lost, the Lost World, Jurassic Park. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jurassic World. Oh, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Okay, okay. Okay. Because I know that like it's a sequel to the Jurassic Park franchise, but also a like somewhat like retelling of events in uh, Lost World. Somewhat. Yeah, yeah there's there's a couple of elements from the book that are brought into uh, Fallen Kingdom. They still go in different directions, but they still have a couple of elements in there. I might consider uh, watching it after. I, I haven't seen, again, the original Lost World, but I might consider watching both films. Um, after I finished the book just to see what's up because I remember I just remember that the whole it felt like the whole movie was spoiled in the trailers for for specifically Jurassic World 2 like, I oh was Jurassic like, World 2 they yeah by the second trailer they give out like the big twist and I was, yeah. like, I was oh, just like why the why fuck would you, would you do that yeah like why uh, anyway yeah. I, I will say I am a big jurassic park fan so i forgive a lot of the misgivings of the newer movies yeah just the put second... a dinosaur in there rob's happy <laughs> but the second one i will admit is much more like unintelligent <laughs> there is very there's a couple of interesting concepts they introduced to this 
to the new one, but they're for the most part, it's it's a little dumber. So you got to set your expectations a little bit down. I have no expectations anymore, so <laughs> um, maybe I can apply that to the Marvel uh, TV series as well. Uh, okay, last Shaking media that uh, I have seen this week uh, on Friday this past week, uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, which we talked a little bit earlier about, uh, came out on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's done by Sony Animation. It's a kids movie. It's a well animated kids movie. Um, a lots lots of jokes that are uh, really tongue in cheek. I think that it is uh, has a lot of snark to it, and a little bit more. Um, it's like dumbed down humor. It's definitely a kids film, but it has so many like callbacks and things that are uh, double layered. If that makes any sense, that. Adults will definitely enjoy this as well. Hmm. It has a lot of Gravity Falls vibes, which is strange because uh, Alex Hirsch is only a story consultant on it. So, and the the literal the dad of that uh, of the film looks like straight up a Gravity Falls character. So that's hmm. pretty odd to me. Yes, yeah, in the uh, previews for it. It's definitely, so, if you have Netflix, which a lot of people do, it's just, it's worth it. It's like around two hours long. Put it on. Uh, if you think uh, Apple or Google have a uh, scary, like, monopoly in how they control our lives and how we're manipulated by the internet all the time, and also, like, a semi, like, it has semi, like, zombie movie vibes to it as well. So, it's cool. I I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Worth watching I w- at least once. Nice. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I yeah I've I've heard I've heard pretty good things of it. I I've heard it's uh, one of those cases where the art style is like very great. Like yeah, and, like it kind of looks like how you if you look at like the concept art of the uh of the movie like after the fact and you're like oh i wish that they went with that design and they went with the design that you really wish they they went with so and it's all just brought to life and it looks really great so it's a weird it's weird praise to throw at it i'm realizing as i'm saying it but you know (laughs) no it looks the way you want it to look that's good yeah um all right moving on to just video games aaron or Rob, who wants to go first? Aaron, if you'd like. What? All right, Aaron, <laughs> you're going to go first. Do you want to talk about uh, your viewing of Near Replicant? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I don't think I talked about it here, but we finished uh, It Takes Two. Okay, there you go. Nice. By the way. Uh, yeah, everybody go buy that game. It's only like 30 or it's $40. It's like $30, I think. I don't know if that deal is still going on, but on Amazon for PS4. Uh, slash Xbox. It was a uh, only thirty dollars. So, yeah. And it's free to play online with another player on uh, yeah at least the same console or like so uh, the same console network environment. Yeah, let's go buy that game. It's very good. Uh, but yeah. So and after that, uh, already got near replicant, 
I've just been watching her play it. Um, no story it, spoilers, please, because I do. Play yeah, it is. Uh, like it looks really good, but you can tell that like the base framework for the game was like still in that like PS3 mindset. Yeah, um, it seems like a lot of the controls and a lot of um, what they ask you to do sometimes is very clunky or just not fun. <laughs> like um. And I can even tell by watching this, but, like, uh, Ari has been talking about the, like, jump animation, which you press whatever button, I think, extra or something, to jump. And then, like, 0.5 seconds later, your character actually jumps. Like, they have a wind-up for the jump. Huh? Really? Yeah. yeah, which in a game like this, where there are um, very fast yeah. attacks that you have to jump over or dodge, uh, it can be really annoying because, especially when, like, a lot of the enemies have very little telegraphing for those attacks. Like, you, they'll the, be like, yeah, what? I don't know how that's possible. In a, they're like emulating automata, which they're yeah. making it play as close to. Uh, they make they're showing us. I haven't played it yet, they're, but based on that description, mm-hmm. that's not good. Like, it's like fake platinum. Well, I mean, polish. from what Ari was talking about, she had the same problem in automata. So really, I did not feel yeah. that way. I felt well, I that mean, the... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, get, I guess it, it's like... But I feel like the input like, mm. controls on Automata were um, like of a of a like a genre defining... Like, uh, Platinum's known for their action games. Like everyone still praises mm. like Bayonetta, which is also at this point like an 11-year-old game. Um, came out around the same time as the original Nier. But like the like as action games go it's like still the top of the top in a lot of ways it just seems like janky and i can even like tell from watching that it looks janky like in a lot of ways um Hmm. like yeah i was saying like there will be uh enemies having like a 0.5 second telegraph and wind up for their attack which does like a ground pound aoe that does like half your hp if you don't like dodge or jump at the right moment and it like moves (laughs) insanely fast and it's like kind of absurd in a lot of ways yeah. um or she's playing the game on medium so i can't even okay. imagine what hard yeah, is no. like it might be fucking just stupid annoying no thanks um then yeah you can get like stun locked pretty easily uh yeah um <laughs> there's a fucking there's like one dungeon where uh you basically go into these rooms and you have to like make it to the end without using uh, certain controls like they'll like if you uh dodge you'll go back to like the beginning of the room so you can't you have to get to the end of the room without dodging there was one where you couldn't run so you had to walk the entire way and uh walking on a uh, PS4 controller <laughs> yeah uh yeah that took for fucking ever because it was just like there's like three stages of animations for Nier's movement one is not moving two is walking and three is running and it's the uh, threshold for walking and running is very small so was it like plus dodging a bunch of shit was it a lot like the one level in uh 15 where they uh final fantasy 15 where they just strip you of everything and make you oh, walk chapter down. 13 yeah i have god that sounds was, horrible 
<laughs> I mean, I guess it would be like that, but if you had to start from the beginning over and again, that would make it even more grueling. Yeah, if you run slightly, you had to go back to the beginning. If you dodge, you had to go back to the beginning. If you get hit, you had to go back to the beginning. Um, like so the jump animation, there is like extra animation after you stop walking. Like you go from point A to B and you want to stop walking at B. You won't stop walking until you're like B.5, essentially. Like wow. there's like the uh, he has to slow down from walking animation, and there's like in some of the sections where you have to dodge uh, projectiles, there's like three inches of space that you had to stand in. So you had to like constantly correct the motion while also still walking. It it looked that so fucking awful. Sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's just like a lot of controls things, which I can even tell from like viewing that it's just really stupid. Um, especially yeah. coming from a game that's like supposed to be an improvement very yeah an improvement and then supposed to be like very uh, tight with their controls um, yeah that sounds thing. tough real tough yeah but I mean the story it took a while for it to get kind of engaging to be honest I think we're now at a point where it is how um, many hours in do you know uh like eight hours yeah maybe. i've i've heard that it um the story doesn't really like like oh i get it until like around 10 hours in so that makes yeah sense i think we're like about that it's, sl- it's a slow um, burn for sure that's what i've heard anyway i i don't know personally. yeah um yeah we're kind of like i think we're at the threshold between like the first section um and the second like i guess the chapters were like on the threshold between chapter two um mm-hmm. i think we asked Callie like because like there will be cutoff points right where like you can't go back and do xyz like yeah. uh side quests uh we asked Callie, who has also been playing it like when that happens essentially uh so we're like at the point where it happens so i think the next time we play we're gonna kind of go through a lot of side quests and stuff that we haven't finished yet because the um, game will lock you out from doing anything like anything yeah back exactly yeah. um yeah no it's like interesting um again i think we still need to get to the real hook of everything um but i can just tell from watching it that it's kind of like fucking annoying to play so maybe if Mm -hmm. you kind of just want to experience the story just put it on easy you know uh, i will (laughs) yeah because yeah a lot of the fights are pretty unforgiving or like kind of inconsiderate more so than anything like they'll just spam attacks and then you'll get knocked over over and over and over again without getting the chance to get up and then like you just have to use all your healing items which you can only carry like 10 of the base healing item plus like other ones that you might pick up so you very quickly run out of that yeah no thank you yeah it can be tough but no well okay yeah thanks yeah i'm still i'm still excited uh to play it when mm-hmm. i play it i really i've been trying to get like a ps5 in one of these drops like i i just really have uh i think it's like time i really want mm-hmm. to play intergrade when it comes out personally yeah. and i would like to play the playstation 4 pro at a minimum versions of the mm-hmm. playstation 4 games that i have um and i would like to just get a ps5 and then pick up near and play it on that just out of the box yeah um so i am waiting a little bit to be hopeful to uh to play but Mm. i have been playing an action game recently 
and uh, it's been a few years since it came out. Mm-hmm. Astral Chain. Nice. Just Switch exclusive. Years. It came out I in that came out Really? Yeah. Man. Switch exclusive. I thought that came out a lot later. Uh, like it looks like anime. It's an uh, action game by Platinum. I don't know. People, I, I remember like when it came out and I was like, that looks so strange because you're like, you're like an anime cop, but you have this like ghost guy, this ghost monster man that's like attached to you. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, not only like controlling yourself, but you're controlling this other like second character at the same time. I play, I've only like really played through like the prologue of the game seen the credits like scroll been like uh set free a little bit like it's only like the first chapter i guess um so i haven't like dipped my feet in too much but based on the battles and the like boss experience i can see that there's a lot of depth that um that will Mm -hmm. like develop with the combat system and all of that story aside because it's kind of just like bonkers exposition um which i don't think is bad it's just like too much to like really i don't know it's like too much to explain to to like without the context i don't know i'm not gonna go into it but yeah it's interesting it kind enough. of seemed that way from what yeah. i remember from the trailers that it was just like off the wall kind yeah. of shit. It, it is like hey banna had a crazy story and like uh that's fine like i get it it's by those people i'm i'm it doesn't turn me off at all um i'm excited to see how it all like fits in but i hope it's not too Mm. uh stereotype like stereotypical in a lot of like it's stuff did you get to the part with the uh mascot touring you around and it just teleports all around the rooms no okay that's a thing yeah as you go to uh well isn't there like the dog at like the precinct yeah i I just got into the precinct so i've and the only like instance of like a dog character that i've seen is the game will like give you a rating and uh whatever it is i got like a little dog sticker or something okay so so that to me does not seem super far-fetched i guess yeah there's there's a very funny scene where like you get a tour eventually oh, awesome and i'm probably right there and i just didn't activate the cutscene. i just like stopped yeah. right in front of it so yeah just go explore all the rooms and i the i think the character will like pop out from different locations and like shock your character every single time <laughs> and it, how do you how do you know about this game rob uh i looked up a couple of the reviews of it um and it was one of those games i was like oh this looks really cool this looks really cool Ah, oh, it's for the Switch. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, not people playing are anyway. so upset that it's a Switch exclusive, but Nintendo paid for it, so. Yep. So, uh, it, if I ever get a Switch, that's gonna that's like the top five games I'm getting for it. Um, I need to fill out that top five because oh, so far it is that and Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Yeah, so. that is also a Switch exclusive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Well dang yeah i'm enjoying it the soundtrack's super cool too and it looks uh visually gorgeous on the switch handheld so that's great yeah it's cool mm. they're 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 able to do a lot 
with uh, with what they're doing. Like, like every environment's filled to the brim with stuff. It's it's really like um, like eye catching, pleasing yeah. to look at as well. Anyway, uh, Rob, you got some more Persona Five for us. I do. I'm wondering how much I can talk about that isn't spoilers for the game. Uh, Probably nothing. You're in the end game, so yeah. I'm in the end game now. Um, well, I mean, there's been a lot of interesting character reveals. Um, some of them, you're just like, oh, okay, that person's related to that person. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Uh, but I, I like the developments of a few characters. Um, some characters have gone that I was like. Oh man, I didn't really think I'd care about this person that much, and uh, and yeah, it's just uh, and there's some points where they actually like kind of tease or like I guess not tease, but they psych you out, making you think a character has died, and like there's part of me that's like, no, they can't kill him, but oh man, I really hope he's not dead or like he or she isn't dead, so just. And then, like, they flip it around. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't care. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's very investing, uh, a lot more investing than I thought it was going to be in- initially. I remember when we first said this, I was like, I have no idea why you want me to play this. This is, like, just fucking, like, morning commute simulator. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh it's been going good um and uh i guess uh not uh i guess i don't know if this is a spoiler or not but uh i think uh i like akechi's journey he's a very interesting kind of character that they've been that he's done in this and I don't know. I mean, liking a character, if that's a spoiler, then we can't talk about anything. Um, yeah, no, I, I do like yeah. how they develop uh, his storyline. I think it's fulfilling. Um, I think yeah. all of the characters have in that game, as they go into them, are very fulfilling. They make them um, people. You feel for them. Obviously, it's in like a, like uh, everything is Super like... Super bombastic, in a, yeah. uh, overblown way, but it's like you're still able to be with them. And I'm sorry, exactly. I cut you off. No, no, you're right. That's basically what I was saying. Yeah. So, and like, and then there's also the whole supernatural element of persona in general, like how yeah. they can change things with the, with the, in the cognitive world and all that. So, yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes you get like just invested in just like, Oh, am I going to have time today to like make the coffee and then go out at night. Yeah, just... <laughs> right? You get it. It's so good. Yeah. All right. And and there's just a, I don't know, there's parts, like, at this point, I'm like, damn it. I wish I knew a few things earlier on. I could have gotten a lot more stuff done, which I guess is what I'm going to say at my deathbed. But that's not the point. Um, <laughs> just have a second playthrough, dude. Uh, in life? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> anyway if anyone if, unless anyone has anything else to talk about i think that's our show uh i finished grease 
You did? Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, should we explain everything <laughs> okay. with that? Okay. I don't think Aaron uh, has talked about on the show that he was playing Greece at all, but uh, mm-hmm. okay. So, uh, spoilers for uh, our lives and the future of our our content. We were gonna be, we were gonna make a a thing in the future that we will will make basically, but the past two times it has not gone well for us uh, <laughs> in some form or fashion. The first time, classic dude. The first time the audio got corrupted or didn't record or something, and the second, no, my power or, went out. Yeah, and it caused it caused by a power outage, and then the second time, it was like encoded wrong, right? Uh, so for whatever reason, the program that I was used I was using for recording uh defaulted to uh software encoding, I believe. Um. Which basically meant that it was like using all of my CPU to try and record the game as opposed to my GPU, which is like the better option, um, which caused uh, the whole thing to just be choppy and laggy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so we tried to do, uh, record Aaron uh, Aaron's playthrough of Greece, mm-hmm. and uh, we were around for that, and then... Uh, didn't work out so we basically were like well we can't do this anymore so aaron have fun yeah play, i was like halfway through the game. the game yeah um and then i just decided to finish it it's only like three hours long it's really short um, yeah. that's why we chose it <laughs> it's very very good game though uh highly recommend it by the end of it were you like do you feel like everything started to make sense or does it leave you with like kind of a very abstract idea of what the game was about i think if you if you pay attention and if you kind of think about it uh from like the beginning to the midway point of the game like you'll kind of understand what's happening i think by the end of it if you um i don't know there's like no way that you can't understand what's happening uh (laughs) not that they like tell you uh specifically but um i think it should be i don't know very obvious there there's a i had a couple of theories as i was going through it was like is it is it just that like i i'm wondering if i was like putting too much thought into it but i Hmm. won't i won't say what it i thought it was just people go play it it's a very beautiful game and yeah and it's also just like even though um what it's what ultimately it's dealing with it's um calming and therapeutic for the most part there's only like i Mm -hmm. feel like one really big stressful moment like that is like (laughs) game stress but other than that it's it's pretty chill Um, yeah which i man uh if rob is there to see that uh there's a what even is it it's like it's not a, a fish, is it? It's like a shark or is it a sea it's monster? It's an eel. It's an eel. Oh, man. That, it's so fun. There's like... Mm-hmm. yeah. I'd hate that. No, it's awesome. It's really yeah. cool. So. Is it friendly or is it... Haha, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. That's the thing. Yeah. I. Also, it's like 300 feet long. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, tell, tell me it's huge, too. Like, yep. Oh great, great, great! So all it's a my sea monster is attacking you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said that's just you. No, <laughs> I was no, like, no. oh no, I've been my greatest fear this whole time. But aren't we all? 
aren't we all? No, not me. Not okay. True. And that's it. That was episode 50. <laughs> nice. I'm happy to have been here for 50 plus episodes of this podcast. That's uh, a rhetorical question. I wasn't asking you guys. You can't answer that. Oh, uh, okay. Contractually, uh, you have to say yes, so. Gee, <laughs> mister, thank you for I don't remember signing anything, this. so. But I have your contract right here. It has your name and everything on it. Yeah, I don't remember signing anything. You don't have to remember it, but I still have the signature. Anyway. Can you show it to us here? No, that's against the contract, which you <laughs> sign. Um, Damn. I can't show it to you. That's part of the contract. Well. Anyway. Also, I deleted the data from your brains uh, <laughs> that you signed the contract. Anyway, that was our podcast. Thank you hey, for listening. Hey, what did we just talk about right now? Exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with more programming from Echo Screen. And uh, my name's Blaze, Aaron, and Rob. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. We're on social media, Twitter specifically, and uh, I think I still link out to Rob's Instagram. So Rob has some some videos that he makes that are very funny that if you check out among his photo collages that he does for this podcast. Uh, yeah. He also has a song of the day, every day since the <laughs> pandemic started, actually. He's over 400 days in, 400, almost yeah. 430 days. And today is the 430th. There you go. Dang. Yeah. They're very funny, uh, honestly, seeing those every day. Yeah, I try to uh, I try to match up uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's dance scene from uh, the movie Demolition to uh, different songs every day. And uh, for the most part, it works. So uh, this Today, I was a little... I tried to go with the Star Wars. Yeah, today, we're recording on May 4th and uh yeah yeah by the way happy uh may 4th everyone no i have to edit out of the podcast we can't say Uh, that okay okay i'm joking i'm joking (laughs) gosh yeah i think that phrase is owned by disney so we can't say the phrase star wars Uh, is owned by disney we can't even like it anymore (laughs) uh they've made great stuff come on no i like it for the most part like there's uh some stuff that i don't like about the that new star wars but it's like the same way as like old star wars that i don't like some stuff yeah didn't you watch the bad batch did you not talk about that no i didn't uh i'm kind of right, a it up in one sentence long okay great one but word. interesting <laughs> long but interesting how long is the first episode like over an hour like i thought it's a movie yeah i thought it was i was towards the ending i was like okay this has got to be wrapping up there was like 12 more minutes and it it had already been an hour and i was i was like god is this i don't know if it's a film or not i don't know if it's a show like apparently it's a show but like uh they they do a lot in that first episode uh, they cover a very interesting time period, um, but uh, I, I'm kind of unfamiliar with most of the things that happened in Clone Wars. I watched the last couple of episodes, uh, but I've just been kind of going through Rebels for the most part. So cool. uh, they do have an interesting tie into Rebels right at the beginning. Oh, but, cool. um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I'd, I'd recommend at least... Giving it five minutes, see if it's to your taste. Nice. Okay. That was it. Episode 50.
See you next week. Bye. See you next week, guys. Bye. See you.